More than 100,000 federal public servants represented by the Public Service Alliance of Canada, including over 30,000 workers at the Canadian Revenue Agency, walked off the job today after the union and the government failed to make any uh, progress uh, on negotiations for a new collective agreement. Many issues uh, are uh, still being discussed. Both sides remain at odds over a number of those issues, including wages and remote work. Joining me now is Jamie Mills, Public Servants Alliance of Canada's Regional Executive Vice President for British Columbia. Jamie, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot for having me today, Jeff. Uh, I know a very busy day for you. Give me a sense of what it's been like out on the picket lines for you guys. Uh, Well, today in Vancouver, it was cold and it was wet. And I can tell you that our members were out there in numbers and they are extraordinarily frustrated with their employer. Um, let's, uh, maybe we should talk about this right off the top. Just walk me through some of the key issues uh, that uh, there is still a lot of room in regards to negotiations. Uh, well, I think that there's a couple of key issues, uh, hopefully some closer than not, and I think you really nailed them on the head. One of them is uh, a wage in- increase for our members that's uh, really recognizing the increased cost of living and the rate of inflation uh, additionally, it is uh, enshrining work from home or like I think you called it return to office mm-hmm. in our collective agreement as opposed to it just being an employer policy. Uh, another big issue is uh, contracting out of our work to the private sector. Mm-hmm. Let's talk talk a little bit about, uh, and obviously you're not going to find a solution. We're not going to find uh, an agreement here, but you and I are debating this. But I just want to make sure we, uh, we, we nail the numbers down here correctly. The government is offering, the federal government is offering 9%, and the union is asking for 13.5% wage increase over three years? So we are asking for 13.5%, which is 4.5% per year. Mm -hmm. And the employer has moved forward on their proposal. Their 9% includes 1.5% in 2021, 4.5%, and then 3%. So it's it's really a a low percentage in the year that inflation was the highest. Okay. And in regards to the remote work, uh, whether working from home or back to the offices, you said, you know, many Canadians have been told by their employers, look, you've got to come back to work. Why should that not apply to, to federal workers? So we're not saying that our members shouldn't be going back to the workplace. And in fact, a lot of our members never stopped going to their workplace. Mm-hmm. Food inspectors, border officers, those folks in trades, What we really want is for our members to have some say over how remote work is applied to them uh, so that they have some sort of recourse in their collective agreement, uh, particularly in cases where one manager might be applying it to two different people in the same situation in an arbitrary fashion. We recognize that our, our, especially our office workers, in some fashion will have to go back to the workplace. I mean, from what I can tell so far, it doesn't seem like the government and the union are too far apart. I would say on wages, we're inching our way towards getting an agreement, hopefully sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But tre- the Treasury Board President, Mona Forche, has said they're, they're not willing to negotiate uh, a work-from-home policy into the collective agreement, which is going to be a major sticking point for some of our bargaining units. Uh, you had mentioned contracting out. How much contracting out is done now that impacts your union? Uh, I couldn't give you a percentage, but what I can say is that contracting out historically, when you look at when it's brought back into the public service, it's done better by public servants, and there's always a cost savings. Mm -hmm. Uh, The impact of COVID, I mean, walk me through what impact COVID has had on your your members over the last two or three years, uh, especially for, for a federal public service worker. Walk me through what it's had on the system. 
So our members throughout COVID have been here for Canada the entire time. Uh, some folks have had to work from home 100% of the time and completely changed the way that their work was done. But we have to remember that we did have a lot of our members that were still required to go into their workplace, uh, specifically, like I was saying, with uh, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, with the Canadian Coast Guard, a lot of folks working for departments in fisheries and oceans. But really what the biggest change was, for the longest time the employer said that working from home was not feasible, it was not realistic, and we really proved that we, our members can be just as productive at home as they are in the workplace. And in a lot of cases, I think if you looked at the stats, they're probably more productive because they don't have as many distractions. Mm-hmm. Um in regards to essential services here, uh, I'm trying to th- understand here. So the passport office at this point, that's going to be a, a big challenge for folks if they're looking for something in regards to getting a, pa- a passport uh, renewed quickly. Well, I think that there's going to be a lot of delays that people are going to see. Employment insurance, passport, immigration applications. Uh, the tax system is going to be pretty much shut down. There could be interruptions in the trade and supply system, such as slows at ports, harbors, or airports. We could see longer wait times at the border because the administrative staff is on strike. Uh, Going back to passports with the emergency service, uh, emergency, the ESA, really the only passports that will be issued are in an emergency uh, situation. And when you were talking about um, the CRA workers, Canadian Revenue Agency, a lot of that is automated, though. You're saying that still there will be an impact just because you still need human beings to be doing a lot of this work. Uh, The call center is all human beings, so anyone trying to get in touch with the call center will have a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. And and correct me if I'm wrong here, not not that you're the official spokesperson here, but there's been no uh, extension yet on, on taxes in regards to filing your taxes. I'm not the official spokesperson, but the Canada Revenue Agency has not extended the tax filing deadline. Well, I hope you do find a solution to this quickly. I think uh, Canadians would love to see that as well. Uh, And thank you so much for your time. I did see your members out uh, downtown today walking the block out together. It's day one, uh, lots of days ahead, uh, but uh, hopefully there's a solution uh, sooner rather than later. Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks a lot, Jazz. We hope that there's a solution as well on behalf of all Canadians. Uh, that is Jamie Miller, she, uh, a Public Service Alliance of Canada's Regional Executive Vice President uh, for British Columbia. Uh, we were out and about today as well talking to some of those workers picketing. Our Stephen Chang spoke to some of them. Take a listen to some of the comments uh, from them from this morning. It's like there's um, good energy. You know, we worked all through uh, COVID. A lot of people came into the office, you know, or essential workers, you know, put their health online and everything. And we've been like two years without a contract. Um, and what we're being offered does not um, cover um, cost of living increase. So our wages are essentially going down. So, you know, people are very committed that we, you know, this is an expensive city to live in. We just want you know, fair wages and to keep up with uh, cost of living. I think as far as the mood and just, you know, the general reasonably peaceful, the businesses around here seem to be, you know, we're not, uh, nobody is coming out. Uh, nobody seems to be offended that we're, we're, we're picketing on the, on the sidewalk, that the access to the businesses are all available. So that's good. I'm glad that we're not just, you know, inconveniencing those people that have nothing to do with it. So that's one good thing. Um, And I'm glad about the turnout. Uh, We were all curious about what the turnout was going to be like. I mean, as far as uh, stuff falling apart last night, it's disappointing. I think a lot of people I talked to wanted an initial settlement to happen. And for 
the government and the union to come together. That didn't happen, so we're out here today. Um, I think all we're asking for is a little bit of um, raise to keep up with the way things have been going. It's tough for everybody. We all acknowledge that. Uh, but I think what we're asking for is not a huge stretch by any imagination. So. We want to do our jobs, that we, we see integrity in our jobs, and we do want to help the people where they're in different departments. Like with us, we're in immigration, and we see people coming in or people trying to correspond with us with how they want to be you know, united with their families here in Canada. There is that urgency, but at the same time, you have to work together with your union and you have to like work as one to find that change that it's not it's not even a debate that it is difficult to live in the city a lot of people are working downtown but they live like far and the expectations to just keep working the expectations to continue going to work in the offices when you can clearly work better remotely and uh, you know reduce your costs whether by gas or by like that just the time it takes for you to have to go to work it's not that we don't want to do our work we find that there is good with our work but it's just we have to work together to ask for the conditions to have a living wage and to be able to survive living here in Vancouver. What do you think of that last caller uh, talking about uh, working from home, greater flexibility, working from home? Call me on uh, the buzz line. We'd love to hear from you. The wages are a challenge. As we said, uh, 13.5% that the union is asking for. The government is at 9%. Uh, but as uh, James uh, Jamie Mills said there uh, during the interview, they're a lot closer than people think. So that's that's good to hear. Contracting out is a challenge, of course. But uh, the, the working from home or at least some flexibility in regards to working from the home and off Uh, That seems to be a sticking point as well.